thought I should Something told me not to go Cold hand reached out I let the noise Welcome to Perfect Brainstorm, creative challenges for the creatively challenged. I'm Brian Perry. I'm Houston Bodley. And I am Jake Bush. That's right. You all are. Or are you? Maybe you've been replaced by aliens. Because it's it's our alien-themed musical episode. Hey, I have a question what for you guys. That? I, That's the alien what's your question? sound. I have a legitimate, real serious question for all of you that I wanted you all to take 100% seriously. What do you think aliens look like? Ooh. Okay, here's my thing. I feel like they've got to be pretty much like us, right? Like if there's a planet that can sustain intelligent life, they've got to have a lot of the same traits as us. You know what I mean? And so they're just us, except slightly more blue. (laughs) Or green. Nope. Save that for your own imagination of of aliens, because in mine, they're slightly blue. I was just like coasting with you that whole way through of like, yeah, that that makes sense. That's kind of how I picture it until you got to the color scheme. And then you lost me there, Brian. But because you're also anti-blue. What is this? Both of you are anti-blue? I have a real confession for all of you. I'm a bluest. I'm racist towards blue people. So don't show your face if you're blue. Because it scares me. So basically what you guys are saying is that aliens actually look like the aliens from the music video for the hit song I'm Blue by Eiffel 65. Is there a music video for that? I don't think I've ever seen a music video for that. (laughs) (laughs) Brian, you're missing a great treat. Um, Am I missing it or am I watching it right now? Here's the thing. You watch that video and it sums up the 90s pop culture in the 90 seconds or whatever, however long that song is. It's ridiculous how... Uh, four four minutes and 45 seconds is how long it is. Um, this is not a video. This is just a picture of them. Where is the video? <laughs> I've got the video, and it is blowing my mind. So this is a great start to our podcast, where we are talking about a, a video component, and we talk about our realistic depictions of aliens. What are we actually here for, Brian? We're here, too. Well, it's, it is related, because we're talking about music, and we're talking about Area 51. Uh, most of you listened to our last episode, I assume. Uh, if not, go back and listen to it. But if not, we're talking about um, there was that Facebook event called Storm Area 51. They can't stop all of us, which has now shifted. Uh, it is now just called Alien Stock something, and they're going to do a music festival. Uh, and I've been looking into it since we last recorded. And apparently they haven't really planned it. And it's happening in like a week or two, like, like at the time of the release of this episode within a week, I think. So you know when Fire Festival happened, how they had like three different documentaries come out about it at the same time? Do you think they'll do the same thing with Alien Stock? Um, well, since there's going to be like, this is when aliens are just going to come to Earth. I think there will be way more than that. <laughs> That's a fair point. More than just two documentaries, because this will be our first contact with aliens. Apparently Eiffel 65 is going to be playing too. So so that was Wait, relevant really? what we did at the beginning. Yeah, according to, to this episode of the podcast, because what we're doing is we're going to... First of all, we're going to put together a super group, right? A musical super group such as the Traveling Wilburys or Fun. And we're going to we're going to make our own and then we're also just going to plan anything that needs to be planned that we can think of that's interesting uh, about the the festival in general. So <laughs> With- um so basically, it's like we're talking about Area 51 via music, but that's just kind of like a loose binding for us. We can kind of go whatever yep. direction we yep. want. Uh, great. That's really thrilled about this one. 
Um, if anyone needs any details, it is happening in uh, Rachel, Nevada, the weekend of uh, September 20th. And Rachel Nevada has released an official statement saying, please don't. <laughs> um, because we, we like do not have the infrastructure for it. We cannot handle a million people coming to our small town, our very small town. I think its population is under 100 people. So uh, let's it's keep that in mind as we plan this major, uh, this major uh, music festival. But let's start with the band because that's, that's the part we actually like kind of prepared for, kind of. Uh, before we start the recording, and the rest of it, we're gonna just see what we can come up with as we go. Cool. Do you guys, you guys feel like you have like some pretty good like? We talked about we want to set up like who's like the front, like the leader of the group, right? Like we are the world was clearly Michael Jackson. I um, know. <laughs> oh, of course you do. Okay. All right, uh, Houston. Should we let uh, Jake do his little thing right now and then move on and we can I, get it out of his system? Okay. So Jake has his little thing that we've been toying with all day. And I feel like it's going to consume the actual theme of our episode based off of how much you guys have talked about it. Um, it may be not, but I want to get my two cents in before Jake just pulverizes the whole I'm fine episode. With that. A little sneak peek into my thought process with this is <laughs> the whole week leading up after Brian gave us a challenge. I had literally no thoughts about this as to what I wanted to have happened from this. And literally all my inspiration came 10 minutes before we hit the record button. So I, good timing, Houston. So you know it's good. So you know it's great. It's very excellent. You know what's also kind of interesting? I listen, like, my genre of music is rock, as in, like, mostly classical and then some alternative rock. There are, like, no famous rock musicians that are not white or not men basically it's like a 99 to 1 ratio it's ridiculous and i never understood it how bad it was until just 10 minutes ago and that's when you realized and that's when i realized breakthrough that's gonna save our episode infrastructural racism is a real thing and we need to solve it but not today because i'm sticking (laughs) to the white male motto um with with uh a, a pretty good cameo in this. I've okay. I keep beating around the bush here, but I picked three different bands, and so I kind of wanted to get input from you, Brian. I have a band that is like, okay, aliens are coming. How? Who do we want to have playing to embrace them? Like, who do we want to have sure. as the face of humanity for these aliens? The welcome wagon. The second one is okay. These aliens are going to come and absorb. Uh, just capture the band that's playing. Who do we want to send to... Who do we want to be removed from the earth? <laughs> what musicians do we want to be uh, Not necessarily aliens? in that context, but like, who has the best fighting chance up there? Like, who could probably make their way back? Oh, sort of okay. And then, and then the third band is just, who do I want to see get together? Because I like them. So, I guess you can kind of pick <laughs> okay, which cool. one we start with. Um, let's start with your fighting concept, because I don't think either of us went that direction. Um, so this is my least thought out concept because it literally revolved around, hey, space is a thing in their music. <laughs> um, okay. Originally, I wanted to incorporate the Band of Sticks because Come Sail Away is literally about an alien abduction. Oh, oh yeah. That is okay. a fantastic song. I just have to say. I love Are they that alive? Uh, the lead singer is not. And that's the problem. Okay. So that's why I moved away from it. Um, well, that's why we're super grouping them, right? So, we, we can just take the rest of the band and throw them in with a new lead singer. Sure. Sticks. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll put that on the old shelf. Old people sticks, sticks is in there. The lead singer. Um, I've, so 
two of these bands are literally based off of their uh, experience, you might call it. Um, one is the 21 Pilots, and the other is 30 Seconds to Mars, because it sounds like they have some space experience. I <laughs> did not check Wikipedia beforehand, but... 21 Pilots? Because pilots yeah. are in space? Yeah, they usually uh, draft pilots so. to fly ships and whatnot, so that was my reason. Right, I'll give it to you. We get 21 pilots and people who can travel to Mars in 30 seconds, and Jared Leto <laughs> is going to lead the crew. Of course. Um, and if Jared Leto doesn't make it back, that's fine. He can stay up there. We don't need him. Um, but then who will play the Joker? Oh, wait. We've got that covered. <laughs> um, but the two frontmen I wanted kind of leading this situation is the Rocket Man himself, Elton John, and okay, of course. Uh, Brandon Flowers of The Killers, who sings about the spaceman who he's talked to. The spaceman. Yeah. I assume it's an, an mm. it's a alien analogy, so I hope he's not lying, because music can't be a lie, right? Right, it has to be uh, truthful. Yeah, music is all true. So that's my, like, if they're going to abduct people, that's probably the ones who have the most experience, based off of their music credentials. Don't fact when check that. you said that. Rocket Man... I thought you were going to say Harland Williams from the 1997 <laughs> film Rocket Man, which, he can to go. be honest, pretty cool. Um, I don't think he's a musician, though. We could uh, teach him to play something. No, Brian. Brian, he literally sings a song in that movie. Did you not Ooh, hear? He, I got the whole world singer. in my hands. He has hand. a decent voice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He does have a decent voice. Uh, we'll let him. We'll ha- let him uh, sing as well. Um, <laughs> along with Elton John. Yes. Is he alive? Yeah, I think so. He's definitely um, alive. He just uh, came out with a new movie last year called Sherlock Gnomes. That's his. Wait, what? Elton jo- Oh, that's right. He produces the Gnomeology movies. So, like, Gnomeo oh, and Juliet. so weird. I have no Sherlock idea what Gnomes. you guys are talking about. Those are Elton John's you babies. You ever heard of Gnomeo and Juliet? No. It was, it's a dumb kids movie filled with a bunch of A-list actors making a paycheck. Um, anyway, it's produced by Elton John. <laughs> wow. When you said that, I thought you were going to say, oh, he made a movie recently. I thought you were going to mention like the actual Elton John movie that just came With out. With Taron Edgerton? Yeah, that was that's the joke, because that's what's on everyone's mind. Um, great movie, gotcha. but I'm more concerned about how we are going to make this a gnome trilogy and what is Elton's next project. Yeah, so that's my Send Him to Space band. So... When you said, like, oh, I want the people who are, like, going to be prepared and, like, able to, like, have a fighting chance of surviving, I thought you were going to say, like, I don't know, like, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has a band, and so I think we're going to go for, like, tough people. Hey, Russell Crowe has a band. We'll we'll suit him up in gladiator armor and ship him out to space. Hey, and if he doesn't come back, that's also fine. Um, (laughs) Okay, no, so... I, I realized I do have some bands that fit into your category of, of people who are, are more likely to survive in space because they have experience, okay? Daft Punk. Absolutely Daft Punk because they're robots. Um, <laughs> I mean, they're not, but they they have experience. And they also have an anime based on one of their albums that is entirely about blue aliens coming to Earth. So anyway. That supports your um, whole blue theory as well, Brian. So that's good. And it's probably subconsciously where it came from, to be honest. So so the Daft Punk and then also the Aquabats because they're superheroes who can who probably have fight fight aliens in their in their concerts. So I do have two that kind of fit in that category. Jake, do you have any especially prepared for space, not Tom not Tom DeLong uh, bands or artists 
Um, <laughs> the, well, that we'll comment was so out of promise. context for so many people. <laughs> yeah. Okay, everyone. Yeah, it's coming, and it's we're gonna get to it, and it's gonna be a, like a very interesting discussion. But anyone before we get to Tom DeLonge, uh, Blink 182, and Angels of Airwaves fame. I do have one actually, and and I, so I only came up with one supergroup, but it's the best supergroup, and it's uh, so I basically I thought through like who, uh, it, it, kind of a number of things, um, but I do have one of my band members who would be excellent um, in being prepared for alien abductions or alien encounters, and that is, drumroll, you can put in the drumroll sound effect. We'll put it in after. Okay, I promise. cool. Put it in post. Brian May of the band Queen. Okay. Do you want to know why? Because, I don't know. Because he's hair. in a movie recently? Let me read to you what Wikipedia has to say on the matter. May was appointed a CBE by Queen Elizabeth blah 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 for music services to the music industry and for charity work. May earned a PhD in astrophysics from Imperial College of London okay. in 2007. I he, knew he knew about marmots or badgers or something, but... Uh... He was a about astrophysics. He was a science team collaborator with NASA's New Horizons Pluto mission. I literally so like think legit... they mentioned something about that in the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. Like they yeah, literally yeah. point mm-hmm. to the fact that he knows astrophysics. No, he's like a legit like if you like on his Wikipedia article it says that Brian May is a singer-songwriter and astrophysicist. <laughs> like okay. it's legit. Um that's great. Yeah, that's a really good thought. I'm glad you thought of that. Um also his hair so right 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 so that's like what my first band concept was if i had done more research into it <laughs> okay good. someone who actually has experience did we end up with a lead out of that though like like of mine it would be it would be mc bat commander of the aquabats but like yours the first was sticks but without the lead singer we have the guitarist from queen we have um i had Daft Bre- punk who aren't exactly lead people they don't sing I had Brandon Flowers and Elton John as like oh, a one-two did. punch oh, that's for my true. lead. Okay, that's good. Um, they'll sort of be the leads. Are we making multiple bands then? Because the way you said that, Jake, actually did I did really like that. Of this is our this is our. We hope they have a fighting chance surviving in space band. Well, and then we're gonna have another super group that is the a different category. Whatever, however, Hastings organized them. I only came up with one band, but. Oh, okay. Well, you can just put Tom DeLonge in everything. Well, yeah. It's apparently all you've been doing since our last episode. He's running the entire Tom DeLonge. show. <laughs> okay, I think this is the time that we give. We need to turn the table over. Turn the time over to uh, Tom DeLonge. To Jake Bush for his his presentation on Tom DeLonge. All right, let's welcome Tom DeLonge. I think Tom it's going to be a podcast. DeLonge time that we'll be sitting here talking about this. <laughs> um, first of all, we need to address: Is it pronounced DeLonge? There is an e at the end. Is it not Tom DeLonge? Uh, I can confirm that it is DeLonge because I have watched several videos about Tom DeLonge in the last twenty-four hours. <laughs> okay, good. Is it DeGif right, tell us. or DeGif? Oh no, <laughs> we're not going um, there. I don't want to get into um, that. Tell us. Let's continue with. Okay, get out. Tom get DeLonge. out of your system. Tell us. Tell us all about Tom DeLonge and and why he is going to play at Area Fifty One. Okay, Tom DeLonge. Most people know him as the frontman slash singer guitar player for Blink-182. He also has a kind of a side project or alternate band called Angels and Airwaves. Um, but Which is so funny because I brought him up just as an example of being in Angels and Airwaves last week. Yeah. So it's so funny that you've like gone down this rabbit hole. Okay. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, but what a lot of people don't realize about him is that he is like an obsessive 
UFO hunter slash like alien <laughs> phenomenon person who has done actual research and has a company and a team that like looks into all this stuff. And I got to tell you guys, when I first started reading into this, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh he's crazy. <laughs> and then I was like, wait a minute. What if he's not crazy? Because he tells this story about how he has just always kind of been interested in space and in aliens and in paranormal stuff, blah, blah, blah. But in like the last six, seven years, basically, he has been connected to like very high ranking, important people in like the U.S. government and like different organizations within the United States people who like oversaw like investigations of alien phenomena and stuff in like the 60s and 70s and the way that he tells his story about all this it's like actually unsettling how convincing it all is because he okay let me let me I actually have an article pulled up that's how prepared I am you ready <laughs> nice. I was thinking this episode was going to be the one that we were the least prepared for but uh, luckly <laughs> Jake you know, went all in on this luckily one. you invited me to the podcast um, so in a recent uh, radio interview that he had um, with KROQ wherever that is um, K-Rock that's in K-Rock uh, I don't know I've heard of it though which is which means it's at least somewhat big right it's not like I've heard of yeah. most radio stations so this is a summary of the interview basically um it says it's in la the topic turned to tom's interest in ufos his high-level government connections and what he's learned about the fascinating and controversial subject and then this is a direct quote from him quote i went through some department of defense officials and then i went through nasa delong explained eventually i got connected to the general who holds all the keys to this stuff but it was hard to get to him i had to really plead my case as to why this was good for the country why it was good for young people why it was good for the world and how i can help they finally said we're going to introduce you to somebody and when when it happened i was like oh my god that conversation was life-changing that was me in the back of a booth with this guy that sat down at the table in a vacant restaurant the topic is really scary it's like ufos wow there's these things in the sky well it's much bigger than that it's much 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 bigger than that man what okay i'm like losing my mind over this <laughs> Anyway, so he goes on and on, and he talks about how... So then they, they asked him about his opinion on the Area 51 raid, and Tom DeLong of Blink-182 said, I totally advise against it for a variety of reasons. Number one, it's not going to change anything. Number two, people could get hurt. And number three, there's really good reasons for these things being kept secret. And I used to think it was because we couldn't handle it, or I used to think because these guys want power or oil. It's all these stupid conspiracies. Well, it's none of those things. It's scary. You have a bunch of guys who do not sleep at night that are dealing with this stuff so we can go to soccer games and all that stuff. The real way to get what does change, that mean? <laughs> basically, like so, what he's there are people who don't sleep, so we can go to soccer games. Yeah, he's saying like the it's like kept so secret because like if the world knew about it, it would just be like pandemonium, basically. Okay, and we would miss all I, our I soccer like, games. I do like that he acknowledges there's a bunch of conspiracy theories and they're all garbage, but my conspiracy theory is true. Yeah, totally. So basically, that's that's about it. But he says. He kind of goes into after that, like, what this is what we need to do to, like, like let this information out. But I have, we have to be careful about it, blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Here's the vibe I get from him. He was actually, like, a disgruntled Men in Black employee and just wanted to get credit okay. for some of the work he's done. But, like, you can't just come out and be like, yes, I helped protect the world from aliens. you got to, like, plant the seeds and let people warm up to the idea of, like, oh, aliens are real. And then... 
finally like somehow get it revealed in one way or another and then he can be like look i knew all along look at me i'm tom delong i'm your alien protector hero look at exactly. me tom delong so, okay, so there's <laughs> there's two there's two outcomes or not outcomes there's two like possible scenarios we could be in right either there are aliens or there are not right mm-hmm. in the world where there are aliens we've kind of talked about how we explain why Tom DeLong knows about them, right? Like, yeah. Well, but why? Like, we other than the the Men in Black theory, like, <laughs> why Tom DeLong? Well, so basically, why are these generals coming to him? From what I gather, they didn't come to him. He went to them, and oh, he God. has this. He has this organization, and that's why he said up here at some point, he's like, I talked to some like high ranking general, but it was really really hard to get to him or whatever. Oh, um, interesting. Okay. Basically, he's always been interested in space and stuff, and um, his idea is he he thinks that the alien threat is real, and he has started this organization called To the Stars Academy, where <laughs> they they not only do UFO investigations, but they like they come up with media and like stories and songs and music and stuff. And basically, he's like he's like the bridge to pop culture and like the the general audience of America, basically. He's like he's not putting some, in like, tons of money into this. Like it's not just oh, yeah. it's not just like a passion project on the side as a hobby. Like he's actually like full fledged. This is a epidemic. Like we need to notify the public population. No, yeah, and he said he even said that at one point he. So I think he's back doing stuff with Blink One Eighty Two now. But at one point he had full on quit the band, saying this is so much more important for me to be working on this UFO stuff. And the band was like his bandmates were actually super, super mad at him because he like wasn't responding to things and wasn't showing up to things. And it was because and he he claimed that he couldn't tell them what he was working on because he was like sworn to secrecy by the U.S. government. Oh, my gosh. Hey, I have a conspiracy theory of my own real quick. Uh, I think I, I figured out why he named the band Angels and Airwaves. You know the stick song? Well, we just talked about it, but the song Come Sail Away, how the last verse of it yeah, is. Yeah. I thought that they were angels, but to my surprise, they climbed aboard their starship and headed for the skies. Maybe it's angels oh and airwaves because he's talking to aliens through the airwaves. Tom DeLong singing Come Sail Away would be so good. That has Tom to happen. DeLong singing Come Sail Away at Area 51. You okay, know that's going to happen. Happening. Maybe not Tom DeLong, but someone's oh, going to sing Come Sail yeah. Away there. Yeah, exactly. That's like the song that he'll sing right before the actual aliens show up. That's like how we summon them. <laughs> Peace out. Oh, Going aboard so my good. starship. And when he, when he, yeah, when he says the final line of like climbed aboard their Climb starship, aboard their starship. He just beams up into the sky and then just, I love it. Okay, very good. Um, is there any more Tom DeLonge information that we need before we proceed? <laughs> That's a dangerous question, Brian. Okay, okay um, yeah, we're gonna move on. <laughs> What if we anyway, come back? What let's, I'm put, at. let's put a note in this and return back to Tom DeLonge because I think this is more interesting than anything else we have to talk about. Well, and this <laughs> this actually may may play into a segment I want to do towards the end of the episode. So I think we want to kind of wrap this up and then I want to introduce this segment to you guys that I haven't okay. told you about yet. Man, I just want to see, like, hey, what's the name of this band? I think that's where we need to start and then we can start slotting people into positions, okay? Because we got to figure out who's playing guitar. Well, probably Brian May, right? What's the band? What do you call it? The super group playing at, uh, at Area 51? Uh, I, I think like the name, we've talked a lot about Come Sail Away. The name should come from that. Like some lyric of the song. Like maybe okay, it's just yeah. kind of generic, but I'm thinking of like... Like headed, sailors. 
Yeah, Headed for the Skies as a band name. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I thought that they were angels. Yeah. Or (laughs) what to my surprise. (laughs) But to my (laughs) my surprise, surprise. (laughs) dot, 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 that is the band. And we see somehow Elton John and Jared Leto performing together. Because it's a super That's the real surprise. Um, Do we have any other uh, musicians that we need to add to the group? I have a few. I have a few as well. You go, Brian, and then I'll... Okay, mine I feel like aren't as interesting as what we're talking about. They're mostly just like, these are the big names that I feel like absolutely would be involved on a We Are The World level thing. <laughs> um, so Ed Sheeran kind of looks like an alien, so that's good. Um, I'm sure he loves Taylor to Swift, that. Obviously, obviously very popular, right? Um, Lil Nas X, I think, has to be there, along with Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh, yeah. I don't. I actually don't think there's anything interesting there, other than those are just like, okay, we got to have some big names. Who, who are your, your last ones, Jake? Um, Wait, you have more too in Houston, don't you? Yeah, I've got two other bands. Okay, one of them that I came up with is, um, and this is kind of a, an abstract one, but I think it still fits with the idea of a supergroup because, like, I, I think when you make a supergroup, it doesn't have to be like all people on the same level of stardom. You know what I mean? It can be people who are who are kind of celebrated musicians in their own realm or whatever. And my realm is viral YouTube videos. So, <laughs> do you guys remember that YouTube video that went viral, like? It's probably five, six, seven years ago now, or more than that. Um, it was of a cover band playing at a church or something, and they were playing Sharp Dressed Man by ZZ Top. And the drummer in the back went viral because he does all these like crazy, crazy, like choreographed arm movements and like finger tricks and spins and stuff while he's playing drums. Do you I'm guys know what I'm talking about? I'm writing this down on my YouTube to view list right now. You guys don't know what I'm talking about? Okay. Hey, you didn't know Super Hot Fire until recently, so... That's true. That's true. Wait, Houston. Houston, have you seen Super Hot Fire? We need to discuss this. No, I totally haven't. I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, I'll send you the link after. Uh, ha, it, it'll I'm not your, alone. It'll change your life. Um, anyway, his name is Steve Moore. Um, if you just Google Crazy Drummer, or I think his, he's known as the Mad Drummer, you will okay. directly find his YouTube video. And he's hilarious in the way he plays drums. And I think that aliens if they came down and they saw him drumming in this crazy <laughs> style they would be really pleased with it and so i think he needs to be aliens there. love crazy drumming yeah absolutely they would be pleased he was on an episode i think he was like actually on an episode of the office as well weird like they brought him on and like had him play a part of a drummer and and he's like i feel like it's older than you're saying now. then yeah it was probably in the 2000s interesting wait 2010 that's when it said it was oh okay the video released um anyway that guy is steve moore and then my last one that i came up with oh it was um flea from the red hot chili Pe- peppers on bass because he also uh very much resembles an alien and kind of acts like one <laughs> okay and his name is Flea. Yeah, I almost put Flea in all three of my bands just because it's Flea, and I love him. <laughs> yeah, and when I started thinking like bass players, he's the obvious choice. So. Yeah, how many bassists do you know besides Flea? Um, not a lot. Tom Morello. Yeah. Is he a bass player? Maybe not. I, I think he's know. a lead guitarist, but he probably plays a little bass. Um, I mean, the probably obvious one. guitar players play some bass. There's an obvious one, which I'll get to. Maybe I'll do that to introduce one of my bands. Um, There's actually two very obvious ones. Uh, Do you guys want to hear my, like, who do we want greeting the Aliens band? Or just, like, what is Houston like? And what does he want to hear band? Let's 
let's start with the Houston band and then we'll move on. We'll, we'll wrap up with your, your final one. Okay. So I pulled this one based off of just a lot of musical influences that I listened to growing up slash inspired me to get into playing guitar or being more musically involved. Uh, so going off of Flea, I actually took Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, who is their drummer. I don't know very many drummers. And looks like Will Ferrell. Yes, he does look like Will Ferrell, except beefier. And he could eat two Will Ferrells for lunch. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's pretty great. I love his like funk drum style. Uh, I went with, for my guitarist, you probably don't know him from name. It's Tom Schultz, but he is the guitarist for... Who, who did the Charlie Brown comic? <laughs> Not that one. He did. I know. I was like, where do I know that name? He was the lead guitarist for the band Boston, which has a very unique guitar oh, okay. style. And that Boston songs was oh, for sure. one of the, like, I probably learned 10 Boston songs on guitar before I wanted to learn anything else. My bassist is the one and only Paul McCartney. Yeah. And then my lead singer is Bono from U2 because U2 is fantastic and they're underappreciated and people should listen to more U2. And he has supergroup experience. And then I also threw in Jack Johnson. I don't like it doesn't mesh well. Because you like Jack others. Johnson. But I Jack Johnson's probably my favorite singer songwriter, and I just want him to be part of it. So maybe he's just a hype man walking around nice. giving people high fives, but I want him there. <laughs> maybe he's making banana maybe pancakes. Maybe he's making banana pancakes <laughs> for the after party. Yeah. Also, like when things get really tense with the aliens, he'd be really good for like kind of chilling. Things oh, yeah. Out. Yeah. On a side note, me, me and Brian once wrote an entire idea for an animated series called Jack Johnson's Chill Zone. <laughs> uh, anyway, that may have to be a future episode. Jack oh Johnson's my God. I would be so down for that. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll just have like a backtrack of Jack Johnson playing in the background. Perfect. So that was, that was your, that was Houston's dream band yep. there, right? Are you That's done with that? That's my thing. Okay. Okay. So now this next, this next group is what? The welcoming yeah, committee Yeah, who do I want band? to be like the face of humanity as aliens come in? Cool. And honestly, like before we, before I knew the details of this music festival, I, I was like, okay, we're going to commit to one band. Like we're going to make that band sort of flesh it out. But now that I know that like none of it is planned, we're doing all of them. They're all <laughs> well. In it, I mean, these okay? can be like so. the warm up bands to our giant like send them off to space band. Sure. Um, yeah. Okay. Perfect. So here and that and that one is in space. Too. Yes. <laughs> Ready to go. Perfect. So for my who I want greeting the aliens. So the bassist, the drummer, and the guitarist are all kind of like three extremes of humanity, but all decent people. So I went with the basis is Sting from the police and just Sting. Sure. Yeah. From Sting. You know, Sting from Sting. Sting from Sting. The guitarist is Jack Black from Tenacious D and from Jack Ooh, Black in the movies. Nice. And the drummer is Phil Collins from <laughs> okay. Phil Collins and Tarzan and Brother Bear. <laughs> <laughs> His most famous roles. Because for me... I love that it wasn't Phil Collins from Genesis and also his solo work. It was from Tarzan and Brother Bear. Is he, 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 he sure does Brother Bear too? And it's a fantastic even know soundtrack. That. Sorry, I'm I'm dying right now because I'm a huge Phil Collins fan. I almost picked him, but just the fact that you named him that's you know Phil Collins from Tarzan and Brother Bear. Um, 
I will oh, I will say though, Tarzan was some of his best work. It, it's fantastic. Oh, very seriously. awe-inspiring. The, the Spanish translation is very good he as well. He sings yes. the German translation too. What? Oh, yeah, interesting. he is part oh, Swiss. Great. Little did you know. Interesting. I, I, yep. Zero did I know. Uh, I picked. He also recorded the Tarzan soundtracks um, in Latin American Spanish and European Spanish, which is crazy. Nice. Wow. I think so. I remember hearing. And did the translation there. himself too? I think. Yeah. Anyway, um, good good job. That's why he's yeah. on this greeting committee band. Yeah. So like the way I saw it, it's good with dealing with foreign cultures. So the way I saw it is first, um, all three of them are generally outstanding guys, from what I understand. Like they're all very personable. People like them, very nice, do good things for humanity. I saw it as like Jack Black is like the crazy, outgoing party man. Sting is like the more reserved, but like. This is what people aspire to be as far as like the like well-made man, like sharp looking man sort of thing. And then Phil Collins is just the Jack Black is actually who I aspire to be. <laughs> so um, <laughs> that's where you're that's wrong. Fair. And then Phil Collins is just like the everyman who's actually amazing and has many talents and skills. Who speaks, and every, speaks language. every language and can talk to everyone. Um, so I was originally just going to go with those three, but this is where my white guilt kicked in. And so I was just like, who does everyone love that can bring a little diversity and aliens will instantly be like, yes, this is a great place to live. And so I threw him Beyonce into the mix. Oh, I thought about Beyonce too. I, she, she would also be on my list of people who are just like so famous. They'd have, yeah, to like her traditional style doesn't necessarily mesh with any of them, but neither do any of them mesh with each other. That's kind of the point, yeah. But they're all talented enough that I think they could all adapt really well. Honestly, I could picture, like, the aliens coming down and the moment they, like, land in the desert and they're like, oh, you guys threw a music festival for us. Wait, where's Beyonce? <laughs> We're leaving. Like, <laughs> yeah, that would be their first question. If Beyonce wasn't there, they'd probably just turn Everyone around. knows about Beyonce. Um, but yeah, that's my... Yeah. Um, about style... That totally worked for them to be different. I watched We Are the World in preparation for this episode, and Willie Nelson comes in and is just like <laughs> twanging it up and just sounds nothing like anyone else. And so that totally works. That totally works. So, And it's a celebration of diversity. I also like that half of yours, Houston, were, uh, were in the original, like, We Are the oh, World they? in them. I didn't actually watch the video. I think so. They're just, they're all um, enough they the could biggest, be for sure. The biggest, like, We Are the World kind of thing that I've really enjoyed and have seen is the one that Flight of Concords puts together. Oh, If yeah. you haven't seen that music video, it's like, the children are sick, or... What's wrong with the world today? No, no, no. He's talking about the Red, Red Nose, Nose Day, Day thing. thing. Right? Um, oh, feel Inside, yeah, yeah. and things like that. Or stuff like that. Something like that. Check it out. Fly the Concords humanitarian song. Uh, they pull like all the celebrities of New Zealand together. It's amazing. It's really good. It's really That's good. my plug for this episode. It's, it's probably <laughs> our third or fourth one this episode. Combined <laughs> between us. So perfect. Um... I'm excited for this lineup. I think we're like pretty set, right? Like that's that's the that's the groups playing. We got like three or four of our own sort of groups in there. We got some big names. But are you ready for my new segment that may that may be sort of the end of the episode? Here? Wait, can I have can I tack something onto our current segment before we stop talking yeah, about the bands? Um, because yeah. while we were talking about this, I went online and I found myself a band name generator, <laughs> and it made me it made me fill out like freaking like 35 questions of like. Name an adjective. Okay. That's space, why you were so quiet. Name, okay. Yeah. And I have a list here. Did you pick space for adjective? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I did. But anyway. I mean, it can space, be used as an adjective. So I, I've read through this entire list and I've decided that the name of my band, who is Tom DeLong, Brian May, uh, Flea, and that drummer from that YouTube video, it's going to be called Tom DeLong and the Star Humans. <laughs> 
<laughs> the star humans? That's pretty good. Well, did you know that's the politically correct way to call aliens? Okay. <laughs> There's also abducting at the disco. Uh, dis- disciples <laughs> of Area 51. Ooh, that's Actually, cool. no, this is my new favorite. Les spaceships. <laughs> <laughs> Like Les Mis, but okay. Les Spaceships. Yep, that's it. Les Spaceships. <laughs> that's the band. It's called Les Spaceships. <laughs> Sorry, I just realized how funny that is. <laughs> Welcome to the stage of Les Spaceships. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Sorry. Okay, good. Can I throw on another little teaser for this? Um, Yeah, let's do it. Not a teaser, but I've been watching a lot of 30 Rock recently. I definitely want Dr. Spachem in there on site to take care of all the needs (laughs) for our our music artists. It can be at the the chill down, the cool down tent, the medical Um, tent. Dr. Spachem in. If you don't get the joke, just try and spell it out. But he's a great guy. Let's go to your segment, Brian. Okay, so here's my segment. And I think this is a segment that has a lot of potential in future episodes as well. And even if it doesn't work, I'll probably do it on my episodes because I think it's funny. The segment is called, Did You Know That You Can Just Email Anyone? (laughs) That's the name of the segment? Because you can. Yeah, like, I emailed Chris Martin of Coldplay (laughs) once. Because you can. Whoa. All you have to do is tell them that you're thinking of licensing their music for a podcast. (laughs) And sometimes they respond. Chris Martin didn't. Um, He probably has people Also, we couldn't have afforded his music. So anyway, I want to pick one person from this episode that we're going to email to make this happen, right? Like, are we each going to pick? No, because I think we're just going to we're going to draft an email here real quick, and we're going to write it up, and we're going to send an email to someone. Uh, and I'm feeling like it's going to be Tom. And I Ball. think yes. it would be an embarrassment if we picked it. What, what I what I have in mind, what I have in mind for the segment in general is it's it's taking one step towards making the thing actually happen, right? Like in general, like I was very frustrated with the laser quest, the laser tag thing because it was like, oh, there's nothing we can do about this. Even though I'm wrong, because if you go to the r slash laser tag subreddit, there are people <laughs> doing some good work there. There are a bunch of like just people in their basements like programming stuff, but like there's some good ideas going around. And anyway, um, but what I was realizing is like what we can do is get in contact with the people who can do something. And Tom DeLong is that person. Oh yeah, he's got connections. So, uh, so I've got my uh, I've got my uh, Gmail open here, and uh, I'm all ready to type up this email. You guys just need to tell me what to write to Tom DeLong. And our goal is not necessarily that he will agree to play in a band at Area 51, right? We already know his stance on the Area 51 thing, right? But I think the goal is to get any response. I want any response from these people. Kay. That's my goal in this segment. You just need okay? to ask him. Just just tell him that we're. Uh just like honestly that's the thing is i think we can't set our standards too high for like hey we want you to come on the podcast or hey we want you to do this or do that just ask him if he likes the idea of being in a super group called (laughs) list (laughs) (laughs) okay okay um dear tom comment and we have to make sure we have to make sure it doesn't come off like we're mocking him because no, no, I don't, no. and I, I don't. Because I bet there are a lot of people. Yeah, I don't want to give our listeners that idea either. Because I'm actually really impressed with like the work he's doing. Yeah. It's crazy, but the well, good kind of crazy. The cool thing is, everything he's doing about it is like positive, whether or not this stuff is real. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'm like funding STEM programs for kids. It's yeah. like he's yeah. I mean, he's cool. So, dear Tom, uh, we do a podcast, and we've been. You missed the marketing opportunity, Brian. It's we do a podcast called perfect brainstorm oh, sorry you can follow us Called at instagram at perfect, perfect brainstorm. brainstorm if tom belong follows us i'll be very oh, happy that would be like um, my dream come true okay we've been learning about your work with 
what's it called? To the Stars? To the Stars Academy, I think. Let's make sure we get that right. I'm basically writing this as like a cover letter, right? You say something that, that shows that you know who they are and you know their, their work. Okay, we learned about your work with To the Stars Academy, and we're very impressed. We don't want it to be too long, right? Yeah. We gotta move into the call to action pretty soon. Also, I'm gonna take back. Um, I'm gonna take back my my thought of asking him if he wants to be in lace spaceship because that will just come off like we're just. <laughs> that can be a P.S. <laughs> yeah, P.S. P.S. Ask if him, we were to put together a space themed band, would you be in it if it was called lace spaceship? You know what? I, <laughs> yeah, I would yeah, honestly yeah, yeah, yeah. be completely fine if we could just ask, like, hey, we have a, an episode that is dedicated to talking about this, and we were wondering if we could play your music for our intro music. That's pretty safe, right? Okay. Yeah, that's and an you easy will, one. The yeah. thing about that, Pro- though, a lot of times artists don't actually own the rights to their own music. Yeah, it might be hard. Um, but I have had people come back and be like, yeah, it's $5,000. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have another idea. What if we asked him, like, like because i feel like this would be a respectful way to maybe get like a, a real answer out of him ask him what a few podcasters could do to to help, to the, help cause. the cause yeah exactly exactly okay, to help the yeah. cause of ufo research and to help uh like the same kinds of things that to the stars academy is um working toward like benefiting you know research into okay. astrophysics we're a dumb that. comedy podcast and our whole episode was about picking musicians to play at the area 51 and we can cut a lot of this right from audio but yeah i'm like legit gonna send this email did you find his email address you can always find some kind of representation at least of like oh yeah they're like for queries contact this manager and sometimes that stuff gets through i feel like yeah we just wanted to ask you if we, as small-time podcasters, can do anything to help the cause. So I'm on their website, and you could, like, drop a few buzzwords in here to let him know that we actually do know what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Because it says, like, it says in big text on the homepage, which, by the way, it's a good-looking website. You wouldn't expect any less from Tom DeLong. The one thing I know about Tom DeLong is uh, he's in Blink-182, and he's <laughs> great at graphic design. Um, it says here, our mission is to be a vehicle for change by inspiring a newfound appreciation and understanding for the profound yet unresolved mysteries of the universe. Okay, we want to help inspire future generations. What was the last part? Appreciation and understanding for the profound yet unresolved mysteries of the universe. So cut that down a little bit so it doesn't sound like we're just copy pasting his website but something about how can we help inspire people to how can we help like cultivate an interest in i don't know space exploration or the mysteries of the universe blah blah, blah. okay cultivate okay we want to help cultivate appreciation of the unknown mysteries of the universe maybe cultivate an interest oh interest okay well, I mean, he does say appreciation right here in their mission statement, but to me it sounds weird to Yeah, that's why I put it originally. Appreciate mysteries. It sounds a little more natural coming from us, I think. Yeah. Interest. I'm going to say we're already plugging your organization a lot in this episode, but we'd love to know if there's anything else we can do to help. This is the best I think that's thing good ever. for wrapping that up. That probably The email probably shouldn't be much longer than that. Uh, I'll put that note about asking to use their music. And then you can, you can if you want, add the PS about... Also, we dreamed up an idea for you to be the front man of a new super group called the Spaceships. <laughs> okay, that would be the PS, yeah. Um, Pretty darn cool, and just end it like that. Okay, would it be okay if we use a snippet from an Angels and Airwaves song in our episode? Because I don't think we want Blake. I don't think it'll fit no. the vibe as much. Because like Houston said, Angels definitely sounds like the, the aliens from Come Sail Away. Thanks, Brian, Jake, and Houston. Okay, here's the whole email. Dear Tom, we do a podcast called Perfect Brainstorm, and we've been learning about your work with To The Stars Academy, and we're very impressed. 
we're a dumb comedy podcast, and our whole episode was about picking musicians to play at the Area 51 Alien Stock Festival, and that's how we came across your work. We just wanted to ask you if we, as small-time podcasters, can do anything to help the cause. We want to help cultivate interest in the unknown mysteries of the universe. We're already plugging your organization a lot in this episode, but we'd love to know if there's anything else we can do to help. Would it be okay if we used a snippet from an Angels and Airwaves song in our episode? Thanks. Brian, Jake, and Houston. Perfect Brainstorm. At Perfect Brainstorm. P.S. If we were to put together a space-themed supergroup called List Space, <laughs> we'd love to have you as the front man. Any interest? It's a good email. It's a good email. <laughs> I'm just still dying um, over this fish. <laughs> um, I found a part in this email where we could put another uh, specific reference in it. Where was it? Oh, I was going to say, like, we're aware... That there are aliens. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to say we're aware that, that you're opposed to people raiding Area 51. But hopefully the music festival can be a positive experience. Yeah. That's good, right? Yeah, I think that's good. Okay, it's all ready to go. I'm going to figure out who to send this to to get it to Tom. We'll follow up next and, week. Uh, we're ready to go. Yeah, we'll follow up. Well, we'll follow up whenever we hear anything. Yep. Um, and that's my segment called, Did You Know You Can Just Email Anyone? <laughs> we should get like some actual yeah, you music. You need to have like that. a specific jingle. Was that the match game theme? What was that theme song? I don't remember. Oh, Family Feud. It was Family Feud. Anyway, that's our episode this week. Uh, let's introduce our next topic. Hey, Jake? Yeah, so I came prepared with an idea, and now I'm debating back and forth because there's a part of me that really wants to do the Jack Johnson thing. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't want to I don't want to use up all our best ideas right at the beginning, so we'll save that for a few yeah. episodes down the road. So do a bad one. Um, so we're just going to do a bad one. <laughs> Everybody likes Harry Potter, right? Yes, and if they... Say they don't like Harry Potter, they're just trying to be contrarian for hipster's sake. Exactly. I've just kind of realized that it is a crime, the lack of really solid Harry Potter video games. Oh. I want us... Are you forgetting the original Harry Potter game on the the original PlayStation? The greatest... Yeah, that's a low bar, Brian. No, you're right. I'm agreeing with you. Modern. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. Like, the... The best we probably have right now are the Lego Harry Potter games, which those just like they have seriously a constant standard that they follow, but it's not like revolutionary in any sense. Right. Exactly. Um, So my idea for next week's episode is we are going to develop the concept of the first AAA large scale open world Harry Potter world RPG. There we go. Okay. And it's going to be amazing. And part of the reason I mention this is because about a year ago, I can't remember exactly how long, um, there was actually leaked footage of an, a Harry Potter oh, game like this. this. Um, and yeah. there hasn't been any kind of announcement or anything like it since, but it looked like, it looked really impressive. Like it was going to be a big AAA Harry Potter RPG where you could like design your character, you go through the world, like learning spells and doing all this stuff. Anyway, that's what we're going to figure out. If that game is in the works or were to be in the works, what would we want it to include? Talk things like time period, setting. Are we actually playing as characters or are we designing our own characters? Everything like that. What would you want out of the perfect Harry Potter open world RPG? I love this idea. I'm so stoked. Okay, cool. You might say this was a very magical idea. Wow. And that's my pun for the episode. We can sign (laughs) off now. I don't think that even qualifies as a pun. You just said the word with its actual meaning. Anyways, Brian, where can they find yeah. us? You can find us on the internet. We have a website now, uh, which is better than the old system of just finding us anywhere on the internet. Um, we're at perfectbrainstorm.net. 
because .com was taken. Um, perfectbrainstorm.net, um, but we've still got our Instagram at perfectbrainstorm, Twitter at perfbrainstorm, and our Facebook group. Uh, so check us out in all those places and join us next week. I'm Brian Perry. I'm Houston. Not a problem because we're in space and joke bodily. That's sorry, that took me a second. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> He's making a joke on Houston. We have a problem. Got it. Okay. <laughs> and I'm Jake Bush. Join us next week. Bye. Tom DeLong. Bye. Bye. Join us next week, Tom DeLong. I really hope he does. Hopefully. Tom DeLong. You're the man. I'll be silent. I always have been. Darkness floods your eyes. When you need to see, don't waste your time on me. Don't waste your time on me.